0: Wasted minds who brought you the original Fanball. We had a bad with enough to turn goat piss in the gasoline. This is the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb,
1: surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who
2: disagree with you. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here today with John Tuvey. How you doing today? Shoveled and gruntled. And I'm also here with uh, Jay Clemens. How you doing, Jay?
3: I'm doing just fine. Thank you.
2: So, we had a terrible, terrible game last night. (laughs) And uh, so we're probably just not even going to talk about that. Wait, we're going to talk about
3: Boise State and New Mexico? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Was that on the blue field? That was on the blue field. They, do they the have field. They should yeah. have Color Rush on the blue field.
2: I almost went there. I thought about going. No,
3: there. they. No, no, no. When I worked at SI and we would do photos like back in the uh, Doug Martin days, like they had the audacity to go all blue uniforms on that field, and we're sitting there editing it, like, the, the, like, come on, you know, it's. Did it's, they
1: run a play where a guy would just lay down on the field? No, no, they, of, could,
3: they could have easily, you know. But uh, it was kitschy. If you're watching on TV, but if you're laying out photos, you're like, well, what is this, you know?
2: <laughs> well, everybody came here for our college football takes. Yes. Through, so. no, and, and our
1: breakdown of the uh, the Bengals' sharp uniform. The Texans weren't bad either. These no, it wasn't get... actually bad. These I these do gonna... like
3: color rush, you know. Oh, uh, uh, sometimes. I have a friend who's colorblind. He did not like that first one when it was oh, yeah. Jets from a few years <laughs> ago. But they've rectified the, the colorblind. They, they've they appeased the colorblind crowd. Say that three nice. times fast. Wow. No, no,
2: I, I don't even want to try. You, either
1: get decent uniforms and crappy football or hideous uniforms and some decent football you can't have both
2: (laughs) oh man well it's not gonna get any better next week with next week's game right jay
3: rams at 49ers Uh, it'll be one of those rare instances where you can go up to the the stands and thank everyone for coming you know (laughs) (laughs) and that'll
2: take care of the first half of the first quarter what do you do after that Oh, well, let's, let's, go through, uh, let's go through some of our favorite values this weekend. I think that's what this show will be about. We'll, we'll pick, each pick a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end that we like for this weekend. And uh, maybe it will help you with your lineups on fanball.com. There's, there are many contests open in the lobby right now that you can go join, set a lineup, get your fanball number.
1: Including the, he's too uh, humble to say it himself, but win yourself an entry into the Scott Fishbowl uh, 8,000. Is that what we're plan- positioning oh, for next year? I don't know how many
2: it's going to be. It's but... going to
1: be big, and you're going to want to be part of it. And the best way to get in is to win your way in at Fanball.
2: Yeah, it's. I think it's like two-thirds full already. It's... That thing fills up fast, so get in there and uh, try to win a spot in the, the Scott Fishbowl. How got... many
1: gallons is the fishbowl, or is it liters?
2: It's huge. It's got it's got analysts from nearly every site. A lot of big name people play in that contest, so it's got that's got to be a large fishbowl to fit all those. Does people.
1: it have the treasure mm-hmm. chest and the little scuba diver that, that blows the? Bubbles oh yeah, out the absolutely. Filter. I would, absolutely. It would have to.
3: It's amazing. I'd it never even heard of you until two weeks ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing a podcast for a couple months now, but oh, sorry. Jay just heard of me. Anyway. Uh, let's start with quarterbacks. Who you got, Jay? Who's your value play this week at quarterback?
3: Uh, sorry, let me go back to my teaching. All right. Uh, okay, oh. quarterback, I've got Alex Smith, okay? Obviously, he's coming off that monster outing uh, last week against the Patriots where he went for what, I, I get him in Sam Bradford's numbers that they had in week one, uh confused. I think it was 346, four touchdowns. Right. Um A lot of them were big plays, and it wasn't just that he had good numbers where he little ding-a-dung passes. The pass to uh cream hunt where cream hunt where he looked off to safety and cream hunt uh beat the linebacker cleanly uh post injury to uh what's his name uh, Dante donta i'll point that out but at the same time one of the it's probably the best throw that we had all weekend and uh and bradford had many good throws i was gonna too, say well. bradford had so, one that i think so might have been the so i feel good about this seen. matchup um i have him i believe I, I should call it my rankings but i think i have number six for the week but i but here i am i do come prepared to counterbalance my own arguments sometimes, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to post uh, 20 fun facts for the Good. week. Good. Less work for me and John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 fun facts for the week. Check this out. Where's my Alex Smith thing? Okay. In his 13-year NFL career with the 49ers and Chiefs, Alex Smith, the Alex Smith, has never once passed for 300 yards in consecutive games. Ooh, Sounds like sounds like a two ninety nine. He's, $2. Due. he's yeah. due. Oh, That's the principle of due. One
1: of my favorites. <laughs> the <laughs> the
3: you, of it's due. funny that you bring this up. Are you guys a big principle of due, or no, are you I'm like not. me, where no. I'm like
2: the track record is yeah. the track record? No, track I'm, I'm okay. There no, there, I'm, there, are, there are times where I feel like there could be some regression, like touchdown totals or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm not really yeah, I'm not really a big principle of due guy. I like that term though. That's crazy. <laughs> we need to come up
3: with some kind of branding. Thing where every week, we, in fact, maybe we can do this. We'll, we'll come up with a story of the, the principle du- of due, of people that, like, the numbers they're say no way, but, but they they're, they're due for something this week. Maybe we'll get like we'll the principle from the Breakfast an, Club uh, to, uh, well, yeah, to, uh we'll we'll wait, pass it maybe. on to another minion. No, that's the one no. from
1: Ferris Bueller that ran into <laughs> we some need
3: trouble more with minions. We need more minions. We do need more
2: minions. What need is Alex Smith's price this week?
3: Oh, geez. Don't ask me questions I cannot answer. I believe he's at, uh, is he at?
2: No, 60, I got it. Fifty-eight hundred. Fifty-eight hundred. Yeah, thank that's it. That's a good price. That's, that's a very good price. That's if you want to save money off those big four. Yeah, that's that's at least a two hundred dollar haircut there. Well,
3: here's the deal: if you go with a big four this week, you, you will not come away dissatisfied. Like uh, you, no. you're obviously going to pay a pretty penny. But I, my top four, I've got two. The two games for the top four. Well, of, four. The order is yep. irrelevant. Bre- Breeze, Ryan. Uh, R- R- wait, Breeze, Brady, Brady, Ryan, Rogers. 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 I don't yep.
2: care what order you do it. Yep, Breeze in there too. Well,
1: funny you would mention those guys because one of them is not in the top five priced quarterbacks at fanball. So I'm I'm spending a little bit of money on my value quarterback and taking Matt Ryan out of that mix. You can get him at a $400 haircut, which is a lot more in line (laughs) with what Fish has done. No, I I'm more I'm more the $4,000 haircut. He's the he's the $400 haircut.
2: Oh,
3: I thought you were talking about like I fish actually get $400 is. $400 haircut. I buy a
2: okay. $40 razor and I probably Yeah, yeah, I bet it is uh, the number of haircuts per year. No, I do more than 10. So I've better than that. So you, you just put it's like a $1 haircut. You put
3: like a shaving cream on, and you just do it yep. like that, like yep. a
2: like Curly Neal from Yeah, probably spend like forty dollars in razors a year, and that's it. Do you get shot
1: in the neck with a tranquilizer when you go to pick out your razor?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be hilarious, though.
1: Well, here's here's the reason why I'm I'm shopping a, a little. You know, I'm I'm avoiding the the budget section. I'm going to the uh, more reasonably high-priced uh, Matt Ryan. Um, the over under that game. What does it move to now? Is that 50. one at fifty six, or is that the that, that's fifty four? Fifty four. Yep. Yes, and and it's. A good six, seven, eight points higher than any other team. I don't think we saw the true Green Bay defense last week against the Seahawks. I think a lot of that had to do with how bad the Seahawks offensive line is and how much Russell Wilson had to run for his life. The uh, Atlanta line, very solid offensive line, especially at the tackles. I think they're going to keep Matt Ryan clean. Um, he's averaging over 300 yards per game over the last season and into the first week of this year. Um, Green Bay, heading into last week, had allowed at least 299 yards in six consecutive games, yeah. including, I don't know, maybe you paid attention to the NFC Championship game when the value-priced Matt Ryan, not the highest-priced uh, <laughs> quarterback, quarterback on your board, went for 392-4. and four. I'll, yep. I'll settle for what I'm paying for him. I'll settle for 303 but I do have that four hundred and four upside.
2: I I do like that four hundred. I I would probably take one of your two guys. But my guys, my guy this week, I went way deeper. <laughs> I went with Carson Wentz. It's, I like uh, that one. It's it's interesting. In his last six games, he's had three three hundred yard games. He has six touchdowns over that span, which I realize is just one a game. But he plays he plays KC, who are sneakily not as good as you would think against the pass. They're kind of middle of the road. They're big play, and they get interceptions,
3: and, the, and like what they have, eight defensive or kick-returning touchdowns last year. So it creates a perception that they're basically the Broncos from last right. year, where well, that's not really the case. People exactly. have success, but at the same time, they bait you into a lot of dumb yep. stuff as well.
2: Yep. So, so they do get that vibe because we're fantasy players. We like those turnovers and those touchdowns, and, yes, and we too. don't realize, oh, they actually allow passing yards <laughs> and receiving yards. So and they will be without Eric Berry this week. So that's going to be a huge
1: it probably benefits most Zach Ertz uh, or, mm-hmm. or or Aguilar. I mean the middle of the field is, and Aguilar was uh, working out of the slot last week. Lots of great options for uh, for Wentz and and it sounded like I don't know if he was going to shadow, but uh, Jeffries was going to see a lot of uh, Peters. I still I think physically I like that matchup uh, for him as well. So across the board good good receiver matchups for Carson Wentz who. You know, it does tend to be a, a little high with the throws, and and there may be – he may throw four touchdowns, three of them to Philly, and and one to Casey. Nothing wrong with that. That doesn't hurt you. Not a fan ball. Not anywhere. You know, I mean, you, you'll take you'll take the bad <laughs> with the good. I mean, I I'll, I've said
3: That's that every just time. Just the facts, not, of life. Not yeah. once have I ever cared about interceptions from a fantasy point of view. Not once.
2: Let's move on to running backs. Jay has got a guy I love, so I'm going to talk about a different guy first. I, I really like the price on Ty Montgomery. I like everyone in those Atlanta, Green Bay, New Orleans, New England games. But Ty Montgomery at 6600 which is like – Two grand off those top guys, and he could easily be the top scorer this week. He's got such a nice matchup, played 74 snaps last week, 10 more than any other running back. They want to use him as the running back. I know Jay doesn't agree with that, but this matchup, Jay, you got to agree that this is tasty.
3: Yeah, uh, I I should really call it my rankings, but this is the highest I think I've ever had Ty Montgomery ranked since he became like a full-time running back, that kind of thing. Uh, And I know he had a really good game in Chicago week. 615 last year uh so maybe i had him high for that one as well but th- it, from my recollection this is the most optimistic i've been about yeah. montgomery uh since you know since he made the full-time conversion to running
1: back well weren't the falcons they were 31st or 32nd in the league last year and yeah. well, allowing p- pass uh, receptions to running backs and nearly seven per what game. does ty do better than
3: well let's just be honest my guy. optimism for montgomery stems from watching tarik Cohen Uh, Cohen basically
2: ripped them apart last week. Yep. And the reason I liked Cohen going into that game, as if you listened to the podcast last week or read my article, you would have been on it, is because of that seven catches per game that Atlanta allows. Ty Montgomery can feast there. But, Jay, let's go to you. Who's your guy?
3: Okay. um, Let's make – I'll I'll be quick about this. Like, it's Alvin Kamara. Okay. He only had – what he had eight he had thirty eight total yards last week on eleven cut eleven touches okay so it's rather nondescript but here's the thing that encourages me uh, the the Saints were down not big but they were prohibitively trailing for the most part of that game and yet Kamara had more rushes than he had receptions mm-hmm. okay everyone makes a big deal of all the snaps but the fact that he got more rushes than receiving if it had been a blowout situation and he got and he got nothing like Shane Vereen where it was no rushes and all catches, I'd be like, okay, that's going to be his role. But now I think he has a real chance to eventually supplant Mark Ingram sooner than later. I'm not Mm -hmm. worried about AP. No. Because what Ingram—Ingram cannot do what Peterson can do, but— kamar can do what Ingram can do. Yeah. That kamar, kind of thing. Kamara is a good pass so catching back old,
2: despite not being I'm yet.
3: optimistic for a few reasons because of the touches last week. It's paint, it's Patriot Saints this weekend and the $3,800 price. If it if he was 5200 where people were like, oh, this is going to be somebody big. We got to watch. If it was like 5200 I wouldn't have touched it. But 3800 gives price. me a chance to have a huge lineup card of Jordy, yep. uh, Kareem Hunt, people like that.
2: Yep. And uh, his opponent, New England, has allowed 128 receptions to running back, dating back to last year if you include the playoffs, which is 6.3 per game. And if you inc- wait, inc- wait,
3: wait, 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 can I throw that? I need one more fun fact for my 20. And I, like literally, I need one more. What is the Steal fact that. here? I'm gonna. Well, I'll give him a hat <laughs> tip.
2: You know, in the last 20 games, so including the playoffs, they have allowed 128 receptions to running backs. Wow. which is 6.3 per game. That seems high. And That's a lot. Is in, in that the most in the NFL? Uh, I believe so. I'd have to, do, have i would have to check double Atlanta. Check. Okay. would be
1: yep. the team to check because they okay. also played that many games. Yep. So 20 they would be games, right there. Including
3: the playoffs, it's and 128.
2: Seed. In the last four games, including the playoffs, they've allowed 26, which is you know nearly seven per game. So they're, they're just as bad currently. Kareem Hunt had six catches last week. Well, and you saw so, the
1: issues, as you mentioned, with Hightower being – injured or if he's, you know, is his, is he going to play this week? I
2: think week? he's going to play. I think he's okay.
3: I think it was more precautionary than anything. Yeah, I, and if he misses a game, I think it'll be a one-and-done situation.
1: Right. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's – you're asking him to, to play hurt and, you know, like like you said, cover yeah. cover a very good pass catching back. From, and an offense that loves to do
3: that. From yep. a real-world perspective. That might be
2: playing from behind, too.
3: From a real-world perspective, I don't think the Patriots could have asked for a tougher Week 2 opponent because say what you want about the Saints, but in home, home opener, yep. they're, they're going to make this a track meet because they know that's the only way they can probably win it, is yep. to make it a track meet.
1: Well, You know I'm not a Patriots apologist, but the last three times they lost the season opener, yep. they went on to win the Super Bowl. So okay, oh well, and I, let me give you a good
3: Brady stat in, ca- in case no one's bringing him up. Well, save it
1: for your article. See, you had 20? No, I've already mentioned this in oh, the article. Right.
3: Uh, <laughs> he had a really shaky game. He's had some bad games in bad weather, but the last time he had a bad game of zero touchdowns in relatively clean weather was last year against Seattle. The following week he rolled for 280 yards and four touchdowns. So he's a bounce back guy too. You know, Patriots
2: in general. I mean, the Belichick's lost two games in a row, like once in the last decade or something crazy. It'll be
3: an upset, but if like a game like dolphins, chargers has more points than saints Patriots, it might just happen. Every time we expect a huge
2: game, there's, there's usually, well, can I bring
3: up my one stat that I, with you guys with earlier. Um, since we probably won't get into this, the last three games of Jaguars-Titans, the average cumulative score is 64.7 total points. That yeah. seems
1: high for those two teams. Yeah. So you're saying that uh, they should have been playing on Thursday night. So
3: Yeah, don't sleep on them playing. You know? <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing, is that everyone was kind of making fun of Bengals-Texans. They're like, oh, two bad teams? Well, they were also... 0 and 1, but could you imagine if Thursday night football would have been the teams that beat them on Sunday last week of Jacksonville versus uh, Baltimore? That would have been even worse, and it would have been one and no teams. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead.
2: Scott. <laughs> I'm killing John, you. I know. That. John, you got a, you got a running back.
1: Yeah. Funny you mentioned uh, Baltimore. I'm going to save a little bit of money and go with uh, Terrence West and over uh,
2: Buck Allen.
1: Over Buck Allen, okay. and I think Buck Allen's 21 carries last week was a if you saw first off you know I'm a Danny Woodhead apologist yep. and if you saw the opening drive they were doing exactly what I anticipated the Ravens were going to do all year long which was throwing shorty Woodhead had three catches for 33 yards and then he went out of the game and it was kind of like they didn't know what to do but they found that they could run the ball so they ran the ball 42 times and this is a team that set the franchise record last year for fewest rushes uh, so they loaded up Terrence West. They loaded up Buck Allen. I think they go back to Allen being more of the Danny Woodhead guy, and Terrence West being the guy that that bangs it out against the Browns. And I really like the matchup. I know you look at uh, you know you sort the stats by last week, and the Browns gave up just uh, 32 rushing yards to Le'Veon Bell, and you think, oh, that that defense has improved. Yeah, maybe not so much. They were thirty-first in the league last year. They allowed one hundred and forty-three rushing yards per game. I still think Terrence West at that uh, at that thirty-eight hundred or fifty-eight hundred price tag um, is going to be the go-to guy. I wouldn't mind Allen. I mean, if you wanted to it's really twenty-eight hundred dollars less spend spend <laughs> down at the running back position and cover. You, you could play them both you what could the heck? play them both why not and that's then just just and then just go cross the board with uh julio jordy cooks and uh michael thomas at yeah. receiver I and mean, that's <laughs> that's an interesting way to go
2: yeah that's that's not a bad call it's my you do get concerned that they will monopolize each other they're both good at catching the ball so it's which is really weird that they didn't last week but yeah i could I definitely see west being a, a good value there at 5800 let's move to wide receiver john who's your first wide receiver let's keep with you
1: well all of the uh, excitement's going to be in in the focused in those two games but uh, i think uh, there's some real value with doug baldwin at 6900 against San Francisco. I don't think San Francisco gets after Russell Wilson like uh, the Packers did. And even with uh, you know Clay Matthews chasing Russell Wilson all over the field, he still got the ball plenty to Doug Baldwin. And uh, Baldwin is uh the term is haircut, is that right? <laughs> how, how far of a haircut is he off the big guys? He's 6900 so that's a nice price for him. Where you're paying nine grand for Antonio Brown and his tough matchup, but 8,700 for Julio, 8,200 for Jordy, um, Cooks at 7,700. Uh, Baldwin is is definitely working his way into just about any lineup that uh, I can field him in. Um, you know the Niners were were the fourth worst in the league against wide receivers last year. They allowed the second most touchdowns to wide receivers. I was on the, I had a short little stint on the 49ers bandwagon, at least with their offense, and, and they threw me off. And now they're without Reuben Foster, who is helping to make that defense better. I think Seattle gets healthy, gets on the win column, and I think a, a lot of it runs through Doug Baldwin.
2: Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. My wide receiver is on the same team, Paul Richardson for 4,000. I mean, he had seven targets last week. He's had, I believe, 28 targets in his last five games, including playoffs. Uh, he's had, yeah, he had, yeah, he had seven targets last week. And Russell Wilson has thrown for 13 touchdowns in his last six home games. The Seahawks are favored by 14 points going into this game. Maybe they can share touchdowns, John. Maybe maybe we can both win on We'll talk to them. Can I be the bearer of bad news here? Oh, no. Okay, go for it.
3: Since you have a person who does research like this uh, while listening to 80s music at work. um, (laughs) That Debbie Gibson, man. Can
2: you get headphones, please? (laughs) Hey,
3: There's a couple Debbie Gibson. No, I'm kidding. But uh, uh, of his last nine games against the 49ers, including the playoffs, Wilson has accounted for just one touchdown eight different times.
2: Well, then maybe they won't be sharing touchdowns. See, here's oh. the deal. I've I'm going to have to claim it then.
3: I've Dang got him what, seven or eight? I, I've I got to look it up. But the point is maybe you you just see this matchup and you see the 49ers are um, are in rebuilding mode and you just think that they've dominated them. That's not necessarily the case. Like that That's a big stat, eight times of just one touchdown. Who oh. cares if he – unless he throws for 400 – that that one touchdown you don't make a dent at all in a in a daily contest.
1: Baldwin had eight for a buck sixty four against San Francisco last year. We've um, covered
3: this though. They have no other receivers, and now
2: that Jermaine yeah Kurses, Paul Richardson um, wasn't a thing at that it, point. Oh,
1: that no. Tanner McAvoy got a target. Oh
2: boy, yeah, All right. target. Who's your wide receiver, Jay?
3: Chris Hogan. Um, <laughs> really, Hogan. just
2: play play anybody in those two games. <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: let's see. It, I, I, Since you're asking me here, Hogan is going for thirty-eight hundred dollars. Same same price as Kamara. Um, he he had a minimal effort in week one, but at the same time, I'm presuming that Amendola won't play this week. And Amendola had six catches, hundred yards. So I'm I think the totality of targets for Amendola and Edelman eventually Hogan will find his role in this offense. Um, you know, once again, I like that the, the the Saints pass defense is susceptible. Adam Thielen had what? Uh, seven catches, 139 yards. Um, was it more than it might have been 149, something like that? Um, against the Saints, so the the number two, you know, and bro's out, and you, it's going to be a high scoring game. And then the price tag of the price point. point, one fifty seven. Yeah, the price point of thirty eight hundred dollars is is too good to pass up, especially if you, in a PPR situation for a lineup card. If I'm picking Brady as my quarterback, I'm absolutely stacking the deck with probably Brandon cooks and, and Hogan, mm. uh, you know, because I want those, I want the, I want the handcuff every time.
2: It's actually pretty affordable. Brandon cooks is not even your top wide receiver this week. He's at 7,700. So, so cooks with Hogan is only going to cost you eleven five for two wide receivers in a mm. top matchup.
3: Let, let's try to learn from the running backs here of like teams going of players going to play their old team so quickly like, they're not a lock to have monster numbers, you know. But at the same time, you can't deny that Brandon Cooks wants this one bad. Yes. Because – And Brandon and
2: Cooks is in his prime. Eddie Lacy and Adrian Peterson are basically decaying corp- people, corpses uh, on the bench.
3: People need to remember, for those with short memories, the, four, the Saints scored 49 points against the Rams last year. And in that game, Brandon Cooks didn't sing, see a single target. <laughs> and he played the entire game. It happens. It happens. You know,
2: Let's stick with you, Jay. Who's your Who's your tight end? Let's move to tight ends.
3: Well, here this is kind of not fair because uh, I, I'm I have so many low cost guys this week that I yeah. figured I would splurge and be, this... be be bad on one of them. Uh, I've got Greg Olson as my top tight end in standard scoring leagues, and I believe he's number three or two in uh, tight ends. I think it's just gonna be a monster week for him, uh, Buffalo. The, the, their defense is respectable, but at the same time, I just have a feeling as Cam Newton gets healthier, he, he threw, what, 25 passes, I week. Yep, I would have bet the under yeah. on that for sure. So assuming there isn't any—I sound like Stefania Bell here—assuming there isn't any residual soreness for the week, I think he'll have another big game. He'll throw more balls and things like that. I think Carolina-Buffalo will be a sneaky good high-scoring game, and I think Olsen will be leading the charge by the end of the week. So uh, what's his rate? His rate is fifty-three hundred or fifty-three hundred. That's that's really not a lot
2: for a guy that no. I perceive
3: to be number one or two
2: at his position. Yeah, I'm, I've been worried about Christian McCaffrey taking those over the middle targets. It happened in week one, but Olson's he's got to got to turn around, and he is that safety he, blanket.
3: So. The, I'll put the one flaw into that. I just don't perceive any situation where McCaffrey is taking middle like eight yards downfield, middle field targets in we the red saw zone. it those I mean, were, no oh, in the, the red the, zone those targets okay. are
2: going to Olsen no matter what I was going to yeah. say yeah we saw that happen but yeah I don't I don't recall red okay. zone. to be fair I don't recall no one actually zone.
3: watched that game last week I did yeah. <laughs> did you Did you see the
2: play where McCaffrey was about seven yards downfield in the middle open and Cam Newton threw, threw it right into the helmet of a player yeah, I saw was it because <laughs> no. his his short yardage passes are amazing he was the only uh, quarterback that was under 60% completion he was he the only quarterback under 70% and he was at 50 for what Cam Newton passes under five or passes under five yards last year. He was fifty-eight percent completion. Really? No other quarterback was below seventy. Yeah, you, you, he was you, terrible. <laughs> see, he is, so they he, went got a running so back for short yards. Anti dink and dunk. Yeah. anti dink and dunk. But all right, who's your who's your tight end, John? Well,
1: I went uh, down to the bottom where oh, tight ends are three thousand dollars, and then mm-hmm. I moved up just a little bit, and there's Jared Cook.
2: It's a good. That's it's a good oh, come deal. <laughs> I, I hate. I've hated Jared Cook every year. I just yeah. never buy in, but right now go, I'm a little curious. I don't want
3: to tell you what to do, but why not go like scrape the actual bottom? Like set the valve for Cleveland. You know they're going to be down, and, you get, and he get. idiot had what four for forty two? I believe he's at three grand. I mean, why wouldn't hey, you just well, if you are scraping the Croquette, bottom five hundred dollars for $100? a okay.
1: hundred dollars more? I get the Jets defense.
3: Okay. Check.
1: Which just let uh Charles Clay have their way with him,
3: that's Charles Clay, though you know the difference between Clay and Cook, right?
1: uh, one spelled differently, yes, Cook actually caught all five of his targets, he's yep. not uh putting them on the ground like he used to, and <laughs> there's no question that he's the third wheel in that offense that you've got you've got Cooper, uh, Crabtree, you've got Cooper. Marshawn Lynch is going to have a big game. I think uh, after Lynch gets maybe touchdown three or four, (laughs) they go to the play action. Cook gets his touchdown. I think Cook has a for 3100 I'll take his 68-yard one touchdown afternoon with a little bit more of a ceiling over uh, Seth Seth DeVelves, 4-for-45.
2: I've never liked Cook, but what interests me about Cook is, like you said, he caught all five of his targets. I'm wondering if Derek Carr starts to see that because the Raiders have – 35, or, yeah, the Raiders have 35 drop passes over the last 17 games, which is most in the NFL, and they had six last week. And Cook and, is not and dropping and Mari it. Amari
1: Cooper had three of them, <laughs> Yeah, maybe at least. So,
2: I, I wonder, I, I've never been a Cook fan, but if he's not dropping it, maybe Carr starts to get some confidence there.
1: Hey, there's something to be said for a security blanket, especially somebody in his family. Um, he doesn't have to worry about nearly the rush that his brother did, but, you know, that's that's why I think David Carr was not a good pro because it was beaten out of him his yep. first year with yep. the 77 sacks. Now, Derek Carr doesn't have to worry about that, but he still wants to have that, that guy he can dump yep. off to. If he's going to Cooper and three times in the red zone and Cooper's putting it on the ground and he goes back to Cook and Cook's making plays, yep. I, think he, I think he feeds that uh, feeds that horse again.
2: Yep, yep, exactly. And I'm going to take the guy you just talked about, Charles Clay. Love myself some Charles Clay this week and really – He's been he's been more solid than people realize. Over the last 5 games, he games, he's been sneakily like a top 3 tight end. He has 25 catches for over 250 yards and 5 touchdowns over the last 5 games. If you're getting if you're getting 5 for 56 and a touchdown on average over the last 5 games, I mean, he's He's solid, I believe. Last week he had four for fifty-three and one. I saw you had it written down, John, but I think that's right. Four for fifty-three and that one. That is correct.
3: Uh, I can confirm he, that sneakily is a word. Merriam-Webster,
2: yes, has it. Okay. Yes, sneakily You've used is it a word. Twice. Good yes, job. I, li- I like sneakily. Anyway, uh, no, I really like Charles Clay at four thousand one hundred. I. I think that he's going to be a security blanket for Tyrod Taylor. He had 25% of the Bills' targets last week. That, that's, that tells you well, something now Watkins is Well, they only have two people gone. to throw to. And I know Jay yeah, Jones will much. become
3: something, but it's, it's the Jordan Matthews-Charles Clay show.
2: Yep, Definitely. for right now, keep riding Charles Clay while he's on this hot streak. 4100 is a good price. At yeah. some
1: point, it's not a streak. It's, yeah. it's just legit. And yeah. one of us, I won't say it's which one, normal. but one of us has Charles Clay as their number five tight end this week. Yep. it's not me i think
3: i'm
2: in my 10. top 10. Yeah.
1: nine yes all right that would narrow it down to me in case people weren't Boom. doing the math ah.
2: yeah. let's get on out of here that's that's a that's a good amount of values for you to throw in your lineup so for john tuvi at V on twitter for jay clemens at min underscore J clemens and for me scott fish at scott fish 24 on twitter thanks for listening have a great day